Welcome to our GAPS 101 podcast. My name is Monica. I'm a certified GAPS coach and nutritional therapist. And thank you so much for joining me. Um, together with Chris, uh, my lovely uh, GAPS coach colleague, and who we run How to GAPS Together, we're going to answer um, questions about stress from our How to GAPS members. So if you are listening to this podcast, we invite you to listen to uh, part one of the podcast where Chris and I were discussing stress in a more generic um, way. We were exploring um, uh, the triggers of, of stress and we also shared a lot of practical tips and techniques on dealing with stress. So I do invite you to listen to part one of podcast. But in this in this part, we have uh, real questions from our lovely members from How to Gaps group. Um, and we're going to, um, well, Chris is going to answer those, those questions mainly. And I just wanted to share a disclaimer. Obviously, the content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other quali- qualified health provider. So shall we start, Chris? Let's do this. Amazing. Okay, so the first question is, um, I've never had belly aches when I'm under stress or upset. I would, of course, feel feel easily irritated, uh, will have headaches. I'm now on full gaps. I've noticed that every time I get stressed or worried, I now get belly aches, almost like cramps. I'm just wondering if it's related to the gaps diet or just my body manifesting other symptoms. It's it's a complex question, but let's let's get to some points here. Uh, re- let me review this. You never had belly aches under stress. Now on gaps, you have belly aches under stress. That's what I understood, correct? So, okay, when we change our diet and gut flora, we change the response to chemicals. You are undergoing a reconstruction of your gut flora population. There is a sort of a, like a war. A conflict going on inside of you. New members of the bacteria world, viruses, flukes, other parasites, they're fighting for dominance and they're trying to overpower the existing population. When your body dumps cortisol on top of this civil war per se, a lot might happen. Members of both sides or maybe more members on one side are dying and reacting back to the insult of cortisol creating a chain reaction that causes muscle or nerves to contract and spasm. You might have to stop what you're doing at that moment and sit still. And just like we demonstrated in the part one of the podcast, practice the four, seven, eight breath exercise or any other relaxation exercise that we mentioned. And then you know, some vagus, uh, vagus nerve toning practice to send some peace signals to your gut. Send peace signals to the war zone. This will take some time and practice. I know it's not immediate, but remember how long it takes to master a habit and make this a practice journey. Take notes. Let us know how it's going for you. I think you will feel better. Thank you, Chris. So the next question is... Um, in some ways, I am under the least amount of stress of my adult life. 
no competition, school, work, and, and so on. And yet my cortisol levels are literally off the chart. After years of high stress, I feel almost ap apathic and I'm stressed by things that shouldn't stress me. So I'm not sure what I'm asking, but can past stress, can past stress affect my healing now? And if so, what can this decrease that? Great question. Great question. Yes, yes, yes. Another question that has a lot of complexity in it. So we need to understand that cortisol, we know it as a stress hormone because it has a role in the body's stress response. But it's more, you know, it's not just that. Okay, it's not just about stress. The steroid hormone is made in the adrenal gland. And most of the cells in our bodies have cortisol receptors that use cortisol for a variety of functions, including blood sugar regulation, inflammation reduction, metabolism regulation, memory. And what other signals does your body is your body giving you? Then it can cause weight gain, you know, most certainly about the midsection, uh, rounding the face. It can create acne thinning of the skin, easy bruising, flushed face, slow healing, muscle weakness, severe fatigue, irritability, as you mentioned. Then it comes difficulty concentrating, all those things, headaches. So too much estrogen circulating? Oh, maybe that can increase cortisol levels in your blood. Some medications can cause high level of cortisol. Adrenal gland tumors, in additional, if the tumor is large enough to put pressure on the nearby organs, you know, that can all alter your healing journey. Adrenal tumors are usually benign and found in about 1 in 10 people. And pituitary gland issues, fat deposits in the midsections, face, between the shoulders. It can cause a Cushing syndrome. So you ask, can past stress cause... Um, you know, can he, uh, slow your healing now? Yes, it can take some time. It can say, take some time for your body to disengage from this whole chain reaction and find its sweet spot, like we mentioned in part one of podcast, of like, this is productive. I'm not doing too little. I'm not doing too much. Here's my sweet spot. So it will take some time for your body to regulate itself. And I just wanted to add, like, if you if you could listen to podcast one, we also said that um, because this, the, the, the stress is body's reaction to any demand, including healing, and you are yeah. going for healing now, that can cause uh, the cortisol going up as well. Um, so as Chris mentioned, be patient, just trust, trust the process, trust, trust your body and and, and just continue on gaps. Um you get um, there, yeah. It's not yeah. overnight, but you will get there. So the next question is, uh, <clears throat> it's clear that just by diet, we cannot treat stress. As there are so many options out there, which top three treatments or therapies are really effective with dealing with this issue? Okay, yeah. You're right. Everyone is different. Everyone reacts differently to various treatments and therapies. There are so many variables, like connection with the therapist, your openness and trust in the therapy itself, believing in it. The ones which we see working wonders are meditation, gratefulness, and trauma release therapy. But 
that says that others, which our clients keep telling us and working for, and they're working for them. I would say, whoever asked this question, listen to the whole podcast part one. There's so much information in there and you will, you will have so many options to work and you will find your, again, your sweet spot. Each person is different. Great. Um, um, another great question. Um, are there any particular foods that soothe stress? Absolutely. The whole gaps, right? <laughs> yes, but, but here's the thing. Meat stock. When I have a long day of work and I am a little bit stressed, yes, uh, gaps coaches can get stressed too. Uh, I sit down and I have a warm big mug of meat stock, it immediately sends like signals of relaxation all over my body. Gelatin and amino acids will heal and seal the gut. And once the gut is sealed and healed, and everything will be balanced. You know, the whole hormonal system will be balanced, including keeping cortisol, adrenaline, estrogen in check, producing more neurotransmitters, uh, producing serotonin, dopamine, calms down your amygdala, which is responsible for fight and flight reaction. Uh, organ meats are good foods to help reduce stress. They um, heart, liver, kidneys, animals like cows, chicken are excellent source of B vitamins, especially B12, 6, riboflavins and folates, and which are essential for stress control. The B vitamins are necessary for the production of neurotransmitters. Remember that production of neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin. So if you don't eat organ meats, you won't have the B vitamins, harder to make dopamine and serotonin, which will make you happier, okay? Eggs are often referred to as nature's multivitamin because it has an impressive amount of nutrients. The whole egg is packed with vitamins, minerals, amino acids, antioxidants, they are especially rich in choline, which is found in large amounts in uh, only a few foods. And it has an important role in the brain health. Um, fishy and fatty, uh, I mean, fish fatty acids like mackerel, herring, salmon, sardines, everything that's rich in omega-3 fats and vitamin D. It also helps reduce the stress levels. Omega-3s are not only essential for our brain, everybody like connects those two together, right? Omega-3 and brain health. But it also impacts our mood and helps your body handle stress. In fact, omega-3 intake is linked to increased anxiety and depression in the Western population. I mean, low, low intake. When you don't have enough omega-3, there is more correlation to anxiety and depression. So... Yes, there are many things that help you. Vitamin D, get some sunshine out there. It lowers the levels of stress and anxiety, risk of depression, and all that. Shellfish, including mussels, clams, oysters, they're high in amino acids like taurine, which has been studied, studied a lot for its potential mood-boosting properties. A lot of people know about that. Oysters make you feel like happy. Yes, it's the taurine in it. Uh, shellfish is also loaded with B12, zinc, copper, manganese, selenium, not to mention many others, okay? So, a study um, in 2089 Japanese, let me give you this information, 
associated low intake of zinc, copper, and manganese with depression and anxiety symptoms. That has been done, that has been confirmed. And not to forget vitamin C. We need sauerkraut juice for that reason. That helps reduce stress. Garlic is another good thing. It's high in sulfur compounds, helps increase your levels of glutathione. This antioxidant is part of our body's first line of defense against stress. So there you also have nuts, avocados, chamomile tea. All of those foods are great for helping you on your journey to rewire your brain and reduce stress. Yeah, I I I think you know when I think about gaps and 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 stress levels, even from my personal perspective, uh, when I'm eating gaps foods, even now I just feel calmer, and I think it's as we said in podcast uh, in part one of this podcast that it's not only what you eat but how you eat it as well. I sometimes I catch myself kind of indulging a cup of meat stock and thinking in my head. Thank you for this healing stock and working your mind and working your taste at the same time. It works wonders. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm grateful for that healing stock. And I'm thinking this stock is going to heal me. And therefore, that, that yeah. stock is healing me. That's and the idea. So the next question is, um, I'm going for a really hard time now have noticed how stress affects me both mentally and physically. What is the average length of time it takes to relieve oneself from stress? Could it potentially be years before any improvement starts to resolve itself, regardless of being on gaps? Yeah, it's it's impossible to give somebody a straight answer like that. It's not a magical number because everybody's different. And uh, we see some people improve in a week. Seriously, I have seen people who say, my goodness, I'm drinking five cups of meat stock and in eight days I feel different. And others don't feel that. It takes them months or years. I always tell people, look back. Look back at your life and your history. How long did it take you to get to the point where you were so broken down that you resorted to the GAPS diet to uh, heal yourself? And that's a perspective. I'm not saying it's going to take you 10 years to heal, but the body is a magical machine. It has high capability of healing, and it will uh, do a good job if you give it all the tools it needs. But it's different for each person. I can't answer that. And one of the things uh, what you've said, Chris, is, is so important. And, you know, how long how long you've been suffering with the existing conditions? I've read many uh, scientific reports that more or less for each year of you having symptoms, it takes at least one month of healing. So, for instance, I suffered for... 20 years or even more so my healing journey um so the biggest the, the, the biggest he, he, like the biggest healing and the results i i started seeing within few months but after 20 months it took me 20 months to to see yeah this is happening i've seen improvement much earlier 
but then my body was going through, you know, die of healing crises. It was up and down, up and down, up and down. But it was at least 20 months where I started feeling, yeah, I'm thriving now. Um, and still working on gaps, but yeah, I'm thriving now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so currently, how many, how many, how many years you, you, when was the first time you started experiencing symptoms? You know, some people go even to their childhood, even to where they, when they were born. Yeah. Um, and um, just just think about, OK, that many months, um, it, it may take you to, uh, to see some improvement. Yes. Um, and next question is... Um, is there a way to manipulate stress, tricking our brain into not going there mode? Of course, yes. Again, I sound like a broken record, but listen to podcast part one. We explore that a lot. Uh, any therapy or activity like, again, meditation that brings the feeling of total relaxation is retraining the brain and allowing the body to heal. The body does not heal when it is under stress. And anything that brings you joy, relaxation, breathing exercise, um, even a hot Epsom salt bath, which is one of the protocols, part of the protocols of the GAPS, uh, the whole system of GAPS, will bring relaxation upon you. So, yes, there is, there's so many. Um, going for a walk, getting sunshine, hugging somebody you love, playing with your pet, looking deep into your children's eyes and releasing that oxytocin, which is the love hormone. And all those things will help you not go there. It's um, it's a self-work that, you know, you have to do that yourself. Nobody can do it for you. You have to dominate those bad thoughts and always... Always retrain yourself to not go there. And like Monica said earlier, write down those thoughts, create a pattern and teach yourself new thoughts. Mm, Absolutely. Um, The next question is, what happens on the chemical cellular level uh, when you are going through stress? Oh, my goodness. There is so much here. That is the whole podcast one, the part one of our podcast. It answers everything on a chemical level. It's it's a whole domino effect of uh, chemical production reactions that happen starting from your fight or flight response that then uh, disengages your parasympathetic mode into sympathetic mode and you create a domino effect of reaction from the diet to the thoughts everything will impact and will send signals to your cell cells and create different chemicals so please listen to podcast number one i wouldn't do justice monica explained it so well and it's all there for you for the taking so next time you're in the bath or next time you're going for a walk, put that podcast on, listen to it, and you're going to get all your responses. Definitely. Chris, a personal question to you. So yes. when, when do you usually listen to podcasts? I put them on when I'm in the bath 
like my Epsom salt bath, I do at least 40 minutes. The other day I caught myself, I was getting cold in there because the podcast was so interesting. I'm like, okay, just a little bit more. I don't want to get out now. I want to finish it. So that's when I do it. Yeah. How about you, Mani? Yeah, I love I love listening to podcasts, you know, in a bath. Uh, obviously, be very careful if not to drop your phone in the um in the water but yeah uh, I have have a little I have a little wireless speaker so I set up my phone with a wireless speaker on the sink counter I I don't put my earplugs in the bathtub now oh this is such a genius idea and yeah also when I go I go for a walk every single day and um I like there are two things what I usually do when I go for a walk I either call my friends just to hear the voice, just to get some laugh. And uh, and if my friends are busy, I or my family, I listen to podcasts. And and yeah, it's a wonderful way of, of actually, you know, not spending extra time on listening to podcasts. But OK, oh, yeah, great. So uh, another question is, how can family friends help us in these situations? And I think in the situations, it means, you know, on the healing journey and uh, in the stressful situations. Oh, wow. This whole pandemic thing showed us exactly what hurts us, doesn't it? Because when we separate from our loved ones and we are not together to congregate, to laugh with them, to hug them, we suffer. So definitely getting together with the people you love, friends, family, it's it's very very important for us and on the same level avoid the people who make you feel inadequate guilty sad people who vampirize your energy spend time with people who only make you happy and good if you can i know this is easier said than done some family members are there and you can't give up on them and they might you know be difficult to deal with many people have them but Try to spend as much time you can with people that bring you positive uh, results. Uh, and plus, read Dr. Natasha's book and watch her interview. So, you know, it gives you an understanding of the big picture of everything. And I think I just wanted to add from my my experience. Um, I think I think, you know, being in a relationship, whether it's your uh, husband, partner, wife, uh other members of family, parents, and so on. You know, usually when you are in a relationship, you compromise. You compromise because you want, uh, you don't want to fight. You want, you want to have a happy, happy relationship. But one thing, when when I started this journey, I promised to myself that I'm not going to compromise because my health is the most important. Nothing else is important. I started this journey and I had the very strong belief that it's going to work. I knew it's going to be a bumpy journey. I knew it's going to be painful. I knew it's going to be uncomfortable. I knew I'm going to go through die-off. I knew I'm going to go through hiring crises. I've read Natasha's book like more than nine times. I've watched every single interview she's done on YouTube, all the podcast, everything. And, and the beginning of my healing journey um, had a massive strain on my relationship with my husband. And I said, I'm not going to compromise. You either support me 
or we or we or we basically walk away. And obviously there wasn't, you know, we love each other so much that we wouldn't walk away from each other. But he was saying, like, what is going with your body is freaking me out. It's like every second day I'm I'm pretty much calling ambulance because you <laughs> you're going through such a, a massive transition. And I just said, just please trust me, trust the process. I am not on a suicidal mission. And it was tough. It was tough. But uh, but, you know, uh, now fast forward and my husband is healthy and he doesn't he doesn't need gas. He but, but he, he drinks uh, kefir. He eats fermented foods. He uh, he eats more animal fat. He increases egg consumption. He you know, he mm, he's seeing. He is seeing how much I achieved in health. But the beginning was tough between us. It was tough. Uh, but I was I, I was stubborn. I said, I'm not going to compromise about it. This is my the time I'm I need to heal. I need to heal to be to be a wonderful woman, to be that woman you've met, the laughing crazy chick. Um I want to love myself, I want to love you. This is not going to happen if I keep going to hospital with my Crohn's flare-ups. So we must, we must trust this process because I'm seeing other people being improving. So, um, so it was a very tough chat, uh, but you have to stick to your guns, and the fa- your family has to has to support you on that journey. There's no other option. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. I thought I was alone and you had never told me this, honestly. And now we're saying it out in public. That's so great. Yes, um, many people who decide to go on a GAPS journey alone without their husband or, you know, life partner. Uh, it's really difficult. I, I went through something similar, not that dramatic, but I also have to keep explaining myself all the time. No, I don't want to go out to the restaurant tonight. I want to stay home and drink meat stock. Mm. And I got retaliation for that. Got complaints and bad moods. And uh, But you have to really do what you said. Stick to your guns. Yeah. And and I do remember, you know, um, when I started feeling much better, um, I don't know, it, it, it was six nine months in the journey after a year I can't even remember but but my husband started saying like he said like oh you feel so good now I miss us having a glass of wine here and there you know I wish we we're going to restaurants more often and I was like no 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 I was like stop feeling me guilty it's like no 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 I'm not trying to feel guilty but you know this is this that would be like so awesome if we could go and and obviously now we do and you know uh, my body healed enough to to have a glass of prosecco and get drunk on one glass of prosecco <laughs> oh yes that, that's that's another advantage of gaps listen people when you heal from gaps and you haven't had like a glass of wine in a year one glass is enough to take you to a next level <laughs> yeah win win a cheap date cheap very cheap date <laughs> But you know what's another positive of, of GAPS in terms of drinking alcohol? I don't get any hangovers. Zero. Nothing. Zero. Nothing. 
Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Zero. Yes. Well, so, maybe it's because we don't drink so much. Well, so I'm just going to share with you uh, a naughty story. So New Year's Eve celebration. This this uh, past one? Yeah. I basically okay. scaled a whole bottle of Prosecco on my own. It was <gasps> mad, 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 crazy time. But we had so much fun. And I thought, like, in the morning, I was like, oh, my God, how am I feeling? I'm probably going to stay in bed for the whole day, even for two or three days, because I will hang over for two days. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I woke up, done enema, went for a walk. I was like, I have zero headache. I don't feel achy. I don't have any tummy ache. Oh, my God. I have zero, zero hangover. Yeah. And that was just such a big eye opener. Not that I'm encouraging people to get drunk and exactly, then just do an Emma, exactly. but, but it's an encouragement. But this is something you can look forward to because you know I've been on gaps for so long that I had enough healing. So if I go and kind of you know um, do that bottle of prosecco <laughs> once a year. Um, it's not going to affect my microbiome that much. But please yeah. don't do it if you are just starting GAPS or you've been on GAPS for less than a year. Absolutely. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing all of that, Monica. That was yeah. sweet. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, that was a, we kind of digressed. But I think it was, it was, a, it, was it, it is important to share those those things with, with our listeners because as you said, you know, oh, I thought I was the only one and that's quite often you know people people are ashamed of those moments and those situations yeah. it is absolutely normal uh, oh, oh can I say one more thing can yeah, I, say go one for thing? I am now starting to have a cup of coffee every so often I have organic coffee I buy the whole bean I grind it just when I'm about to brew it I use a French press and then I make it really uh, weak and then I put it in my uh, cup, a deep cup, and I add coconut oil and I add um, mix it with an immersion blender. It turns kind of like a cappuccino. Mm. And oh, it, she's it, so creative. Yeah, it doesn't give me like that jitter feeling. Uh, it doesn't send me through like that rush thing. It doesn't spike me up so bad. I don't do it every day, but now every so often I enjoy it that coffee and you know you have to abstain for a long time because coffee is not helping you heal during gaps but once you hit a good point you can go back to enjoying certain things in life that most people feel like ah I am gonna do this diet and I'm not gonna be able to have this and that and that well it's just for a time And one of one of the things what uh, uh, what everyone on gaps is going to experience at some point your uh, your taste will change. I used to hate liver. I used to gag when in the same house, um, so I couldn't even eat it. I think I think I don't know. It was eight nine months on gaps. I started craving liver, and now mm-hmm. I take cooked cooked liver. Or spices, nothing, absolutely not. Just cooked liver. The way it comes from directly from chicken. <laughs> but um, and I take it as a snack when I go hiking. Liver and pork ribs. That's my two snacks on hiking. Pork I ribs. Yeah, oh, I love yeah. pork ribs. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So why do 
I cook them. I cook. I I I cook pork ribs in my meat stock. Some of the meat stocks, and then that cooked pork ribs I put in the oven for 15 minutes, so they crisp up a little bit. Uh-huh. And I eat them cold. And I eat them cold when I'm hiking. Nice. And I love how it. Do, how do you season them? I don't. Or sometimes oh. I add. Sometimes I do. Uh, I add garlic salt. So for instance, recently. Um, I've harvested a lot of wild garlic and I've dried it and I've made a, a garlic salt. So sometimes I sprinkle it, the uh, the ribs with uh, with garlic salt. But even without it, I just I just I don't season it. And You're I making just eat me them hungry. The way yeah. Making yeah. me hungry. It's it's you know it's breakfast time here. I'm gonna go make me a big mug of meat stock and put an egg in there because I don't have pork ribs. Yeah, and it's lunchtime in London, so I will go and prepare something okay. that's going to make me feel great. But Krista, right. so thank you so much for for taking time and you know answering questions to our How to Cups members, and thank you our members to listening to this podcast about stress. And just a reminder, please do listen to part one because we've we've talked and explained a lot of information about uh, about stress and yes. what. Uh, and and lots of uh, tips and techniques and modalities on how to diffuse stress. And of course, if you know if you're listening to this podcast and think like uh, and thinking what is how to gas and how do I become a member, find us on Facebook. It's our Facebook group How to Gaps. It's a free Facebook group, so please join us and say hello, send us a message. Um, and uh, obviously we will be making more podcasts for you to support you on the healing journey so the more people listen uh, to this podcast the more people will uh, will help uh, heal and um, and we can heal the whole planet one person at a time yes. so again thank you thank you thank you thank you so much Chris for for your insight and um, oh. and and thank you for your time and have, I, have everybody I, a great day yeah, I, Yes, I couldn't have done it without you. You have a great day too and happy, happy day to everyone out there listening.